Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guests, all connected to the 2018 Jingle Bell Run. Ashley Moise, the Development Director with the Arthritis Foundation, Medical Honoree Dr. Laura Matson Coe, an orthopedic surgeon here in the Puget Sound area, and a woman with a passion for her work and the work of the Arthritis Foundation, and also the adult honoree, Laura Genovese. Again, thinking of the holiday season, a time for celebration and gift-giving, let's keep that in mind as we hear the stories and the opportunities to potentially find a new celebration for the season and also a special kind of gift in supporting the work of the Arthritis Foundation. So let's meet our guests and get all that important insight. It is so festive and so exciting to have with us Dr. Laura Matson Co. and Ashley Moise. And uh, in a little while, we'll also hear from another Laura as we talk about this exciting Jingle Bell Run and Walk 2018. It's right around the corner, right, ladies? So it exciting. Is. Right. <laughs> So we want to get right down to business and uh, because Dr. Laura being in the medical profession has to very limited time and we want to make sure she is out of here pronto and off to surgery if if we can really imagine that happening. (laughs) Very important work. But this other is a very important work. You're very much involved with uh, the Arthritis Foundation and the Jingle Bell Run and Walk. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very impressed with the Jingle Bell um, Run and the Arthritis Foundation I've been involved with the foundation since um, I was about eight years old. Uh, That was the first time I did the Jingle Bell Run with my dad. My dad was really involved with the Arthritis Foundation at that time as well um, and ran it with my dad that year. And then in some following years as well, one year I had the privilege of firing the starting pistol. That was really enjoyable. Uh, I've run it pushing my two-year-old. I've run it um, and actually placed second place. So a lot of years kind of in various degrees of involvement with the run and um, supporting the Arthritis Foundation. I am just in awe to have all this history. I mean, I thought maybe you had done it a few times, but I mean, since you were eight years old. So was there a connection? You said your dad was very involved? Yeah, actually, both my father and I are arthritis surgeons. So he takes care of shoulder arthritis and I take care of hip and knee arthritis. Um, We both specialize in replacements. We're not in the same practice, but um, definitely um, both value the Arthritis Foundation and the research that they put into it and have wanted to support it and raise money for them through the years. So a little tangent, were you inspired by your dad and yeah. his work? Yeah, of course. Of course. He, he would come home at night and say, you know, today I operate on a conductor. So they'd be able to raise their arm above their head and do their job. Or today I operate on a fishing guide. So he'd be able to continue fishing. And that was really inspired me to keep people active, even with arthritis, and keep them going back to the activities that they love. So is that what you find with arthritis? Because we know it's really way at the top there in terms of uh, being a disability for so many people in this country. Yeah. So um, absolutely. So there's a lot of arthritis going in on the front end, and then I'm kind of the small piece at the end of it when people have gotten to end-stage arthritis that they um, are ready to turn to a joint replacement. The great news is that joint replacements have come a long way in the uh, past, you know, 20, 30 years that they're now lasting for a lot longer. People are still able to be active on it, getting back to horseback riding or skiing or walking. Um, and yeah, that's our goal is, you know, arthritis surgeons is keeping people moving and getting back, getting them back to what they love. So is there a lot of surgery that you do on a regular basis for this purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Um, today I have two hips and two knee replacements. Um, tomorrow I have another two and 
it's uh, it's a busy time. Uh, that too just almost leaves me speechless <laughs> to, to have that much surgery. And how long does a surgery take? Uh, generally one to two hours. Yeah, as long as it takes to get it perfect. And how long have you been doing this? Um, I've been on my own for about three and a half years. And then before that, um, I did the surgery with supervision for over 10 years. Oh, so you need to be supervised. Through the training, yeah. In order to be the expert surgeon that you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Initially supervised, and then I've been doing it on my own for three and a half years. That's amazing. And would you say it's something that you love doing? Yeah. yeah. I love oh. my surgery days. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just such a privilege to be able to change people's lives and take good care of them and know that from now on, they'll be getting better and getting stronger and getting more fit as opposed to kind of struggling with constant chronic pain and a hard time getting around. Yeah. And so that's what you find. You do the surgery, you see these patients afterwards, and they're moving as though they were just, uh, what, teenagers again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't promise that they, you know, that it'll be 100%, but people do seem to get a lot stronger and a lot, um, you know, better, better able to move without pain in their joints. And, you know, um, I was mentioning earlier before this recorded conversation that my mother had had hip surgery at age 95, yeah. which is astounding to me. Yeah. But about a year after, well, no, nine months after, uh, a physical therapist was saying that she had never seen anyone walk as well as my mother, uh, now age 96. So that's what happens is with having the surgery and, and doing the therapy afterwards too, right? Yes. Yes, is important. Absolutely. We love our physical therapists, absolutely. So then you are pretty much back to like really great shape. Yeah, moving more smoothly, full range of motion, and just getting going. Taking away the pain. Absolutely. So because arthritis can also be like heavy medication, mm-hmm. after surgery, that's not an issue. Yeah. Um, pretty much all of our patients get completely off the pain medicine unless they're on it for something else, like their back or something. But um, absolutely, our goal is to get people off their Tylenol, their anti-inflammatories. And if they were on narcotics, get them off that for sure and get them back loving their life. I'm loving it. Aren't you, Ashley? I am. Really inspiring. So this then ties in to the Jingle Bell Run because this is a fundraiser. How do you find the connection between what you do and the Jingle Bell Run and the Arthritis Foundation? Yeah, absolutely. So the Arthritis Foundation looks at all types of arthritis. They look at juvenile um, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. They're doing a lot of research about the medications, other treatment options, trying to figure out ways to put off joint replacement as long as possible. Um, We have the privilege of working with some younger population, and obviously when they get to the point that they need a joint replacement, that's what we're well-equipped to do. But I think it's really important to keep the research strong early on in the disease and seeing if we can put off these joint replacements so that people can avoid surgery as long as possible. How young a person have you done surgery on? Yeah, so I had uh, one sweet fellow who was about 26 years old. Um, he had an inflammatory arthropathy. He'd come up from the Philippines, kind of intermittent health care, and he needed a hip replacement. That's, a, oh my goodness, at age 26, a yeah. hip replacement. But that's because of disease. Correct. Right? Um, there's many types of arthritis. There's the osteoarthritis, which is the most common, but he had a variant of rheumatoid arthritis, um, an inflammatory arthritis, which affects the younger populations. And it is called a rheumatoid arthritis, Correct. isn't it? Right. Correct. 
And then in terms of age, I did mention my mother, but yeah. how old a, an individual would you have uh, done surgery on? Absolutely. So I've done a hip replacement on a 96-year-old, and we always say age is just a number. She's the feistiest, just most lovely person ever. And the funny thing about her is I do anterior approach total hip, and um, when she, her daughter-in-law comes in with her, and she's doing wonderfully after surgery, just cruising around town. Um, and her daughter-in-law says that she loves to pull down her pants and show off her incision on the front of her hip to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so age is just a number. Um, you know, there have a lot of people who seem older than her who are in their 50s and 60s. So, um, yeah, 26 to 96 at this point. That is just so phenomenal. And that... Too. I'm glad to hear you say, I'm inspired to hear you say that age is just a number and that there is that option so that people don't have to live in pain and discomfort and it, it just affects our whole life and existence. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so the reason that we are here together this morning is because of the Jingle Bell Run coming up and of course, you know, with all your participation, Dr. Matson Cole, all these years since a, a, a young girl that you've been involved, what do you say to our listeners about getting out there and yeah. participating? Well, go get your jingle bells, get them on your shoes. I think one of the most magical things is going through those tunnels with everyone with their jingle bells on their shoes. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys at the start line. And are you coming with a stroller or are you... <laughs> Running with a stroller in a big race is always a mixed blessing. So I think my kids and my husband will be out there, but we'll probably just uh, hopefully run without a stroller this year. <laughs> well, that, you know, the whole picture, the whole story that you've shared of your life and your participation, Dr. Matson Co. is just so inspiring, so wonderful. And uh, I'm so grateful that you took time out of your busy schedule to be with us this morning. But we're going to let you go now because surgery beckons, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. You're welcome. And really, that was so utterly exciting to hear Dr. Laura Matson Coe's involvement with the Arthritis Foundation and the Jingle Bell Run. And Ashley, you work with the Arthritis Foundation. So give us a little bit of detail. So, uh, you know, if we haven't made those arrangements yet, we can do so. Definitely. So the 34th annual Seattle Jingle Bell Run is coming up on Sunday, December 9th at Westlake Park in downtown Seattle. Um, and this is the first year that we have added a 12K route option. So we will have a 12K, the 5K run and walk, the one mile and a kids run all ready on race day. So really something for everyone. And you can register on jbr.org forward slash Seattle. And online registration will be open until Wednesday, December 5th. Um, and you will be able to also register on race day. And we'll have packet pickup the week mm -hmm. of the race as well. So you can come in and get your bib, your bells to tie on your shoes, your shirt, and everything you need to be ready for the race. So, Ashley, it's interesting. The 12K has been added because? We have learned that there's just a whole other audience of runners that we haven't tapped into before. Um, you know, that slightly more serious group that likes to go do a further distance that, you know, would essentially do a half marathon or a marathon and they wouldn't necessarily sign up for a 5K. And we really want to just bring more awareness to this disease and get the entire community involved. So this is just another way to reach more people and jingle with us on race day this year. Well, 
that totally makes such great sense. So there is a big goal. Hopefully we not just meet it. It would be so wonderful to surpass it. Yes. But and it's do you think it's kind of um, a little bit of a stretch for the goal? A little bit, but if you don't reach for the moon, you'll still land among the stars. But I think we'll definitely meet the goal this year. Absolutely. So that's the thing is right at the beginning of December as this is, it's such a great way to really jump into the holiday spirit, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And you see that on race day, too. We have a pretty popular costume contest and people will dress up individually with their families. They'll do a big team group costume. And so it's really entertaining to see and everyone come together and and creatively put these costumes together. And it just gets you in the holiday spirit, just as you were saying, um, you know, the second weekend in December, right before Christmas. Yes. And as Dr. Mattson Coe said, you know, to hear all those bells just jingling, (laughs) you know, has to just be exhilarating, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, Laura, you are here as the adult honoree for the Jingle Bell Run this year, 2018. So tell us how you have been involved as the adult honoree. Obviously, you are someone who lives with this disease of arthritis. Yes, um, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at age 27, which was a complete shock to me because um, no one in my family ever had this disease. And I didn't know anything about it. Um, I didn't think at the time that arthritis um, would affect younger people. I was active. I had been an athlete through high school, and I was just kind of knocked flat by this. And now I realize that arthritis, at least here in Washington, affects over a million people, and many of them are children. And that is something that I sense as my mission as the adult honoree is to really promote awareness about this disease. Was there any history in your family then? No, none at all that I was aware of. But I think back then, maybe what people thought was, you know, rheumatism, the diagnosis wasn't what it was like it is today. Um, nowadays, I think people are finding out earlier and the treatments are so much better So it really makes a difference in many people's lives. And so it just seemed so amazing that you were so active, as you said, an athlete through high school, and then as this young adult to receive this diagnosis, um, it just, it seems perplexing to me. So how was it explained to you in terms of your having this arthritic condition? Well, um, you know, without getting too technical, um, The arthritis that I have is an autoimmune disease, and many forms, there are over 150 forms of arthritis that, you know, or related diseases. Many of them are autoimmune related, and it was explained to me that my immune system was um, attacking the fluid around my joints, and that's why I was experiencing the pain and stiffness that I had. And I guess what was really hard for me at the time was that it's a chronic disease. It's something that I will have to live with, for, have had to live with, and will have to live with for the rest of my life. And, you know, there'll be periods of flares and, rem- and remissions, but it's difficult because it's just something that now is a part of who I am. And so having to live with the condition, Laura, what do you need to do? Is there medication that you have to take, uh, different kinds of th- therapies, like a physical 
therapy? What do you need to do? Well, you know, everybody's experience is different, and I can only speak for myself. But what you need, what I need to do is I do take um, medication, different types of medications, including giving myself an injection every week, um, which I used to have a fear of needles, but I've, I'm over that now. <laughs> and also um, keeping active is really important. And, and that's in a balanced way where if I'm feeling extremely bad, I won't do something. But swimming, water exercise, yoga, just exercises that uh, give you range of motion um, are great. I've had um, a difficult couple of years because I've had quite a few surgeries, so I haven't been as active as I would have liked to have been, but I'm on the road to recovery now, and I'm planning to do the walk at the, at the Jingle Bell Run slash walk. So that is probably very exciting for you to be at a stage that you can be that active and thus involved. Right, definitely. Um, with my ankle surgery, I'm it's much more mobile now, and I'm really looking forward to being part of the walk. And I have a team going, too, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I saw that on the website. Actually, let's use this as an opportunity to uh, invite people to participate in terms of uh, donating to teams. And how would they get to your site, uh, your team on the website? Well, um, like Ashley mentioned, you can just go to the jbr.org forward slash Seattle. And then there's a little place where you can search for a team. And my team is Jingle Bells, B-E-L-L-E-S, and Elves. And um, you can donate uh, to myself or to my team. And I would appreciate any amount that anyone is willing to donate because the Arthritis Foundation really does make a difference in many people's lives. And 100% of those donations and 100% of the registration fees go to the foundation, which is important to note. Yes, absolutely. And Ashley, you can attest to that because we were talking about having this major goal. All of this adds up to reaching that goal, right? It does. So we want to invite people to participate in whatever way. Coming out and joining in the fun is, of course, one of the big things and registering and, you know, making a donation at that point or fundraising ourselves, right? Yeah, and they can also start their own team. So when you register on the website, you have an option to participate as an individual, start your own team, or just donate if there's someone that you know that has a team and is living with the disease or you're just very passionate about the cause. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can get involved. So let's mention that website again. www.jbr.org forward slash Seattle. And that is on an early Sunday morning, but what a great and brisk way to begin a, a day, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. And right downtown Seattle, you can stick around afterwards and get uh, hot chocolate all over the town. <laughs> right? yep. Well, so, they even have a cheer garden. So if anybody wanted to get um, quenched after the race, there's a beer slash cheer garden afterwards. See, so many great reasons to come out and have a good time. And one of the top reasons, of course, is because we want to get together to educate, inform, and fundraise so that there is the continued research, the funding for the research, because, of course, that's so critical, isn't it, Ashley? Yes, that is what keeps us going. 
And so, Laura, you were mentioning in terms of yourself that you've not been as active as you wanted to because of surgeries. So this is the surgeries are related to your arthritis condition. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. And so how many surgeries have you had to have? So within the last couple of years, um, I've had five, which sounds like a lot. But um, I have, again, great physical therapists, and I feel like I'm definitely on the road to recovery, and I feel so much better after after having gone through those. But that just... It boggles my mind, you know, to think of having that many surgeries within a short period of time. But the way surgery is today, it doesn't probably keep you uh, flat on your back or out of circulation for very long, does it? Well, you know, I'd have to say the ankle surgery was probably the most difficult because they had to do it twice. So that was the hardest one um, because I couldn't drive and I wasn't very mobile. But, um, you know, again, it's not as bad as it has been in the past. And the surgeons, I feel very, very blessed that we have some amazing surgeons in our community and they just do a wonderful job. It's nice to have access to care. And that is another reason why I support the Arthritis Foundation because Everybody should have access to care and to specialists and to medications. And that's something that's sometimes a challenge for people. That is such an important point. I am so glad that you're mentioning it, Laura, that if we think of, you know, maybe a couple of decades ago, that because so much change and good change happens in, you know, relatively short periods of time now, but say even 20 years ago, you perhaps might not have been able to even have the ankle surgery. And and it's awful to think of what it would be, but you might not be able to walk, right? Right, right. And so we want to make that contrast just, you know, bring it right smack in our faces (laughs) so that we realize why it's so critically important to be aware of the Arthritis Foundation and the part that we, each of us, play in it, right? Absolutely. Right. There are one in five adults has uh, some form of arthritis. So everybody knows someone, uh, whether it's a family member, a friend or coworker. So this disease, it does not discriminate between uh, ages or anything, economic status. There are so many people with this disease and being able to support the foundation, which provides help for so many people is very, very critical. And thus the reason that you are so involved and such a strong advocate. (laughs) I try my best. (laughs) Well, I can appreciate the experience of, you know, being the healthy, active student, young woman that you were. And then all of a sudden, it probably felt like you just ran into a brick wall. You know, it did. I feel like in some ways I went through the stages of grief where it was, you know, denial and anger and all those types of things because I was sort of grieving the loss of my health. But I think, you know, again, like you mentioned, with the treatments that have come um, recently and the advances with research, medication and surgeries, I feel that, you know, Considering that I have this disease that in the past would have put many people in wheelchairs, I feel like I'm very fortunate that 
I'm able to get treatment and, and lead a relatively normal life. That is so perfectly stated, uh, you know, to really draw the picture of what might have been, what used to be, what is possible now, what you are doing. And I really appreciate that you say you had to go through a grieving because, of course, there's a change. And I think that's a healthy approach is to say, yes, that that is a loss. We grieve losses. Right. Yeah. Right. And so to see that that happened, but but then again, it's like, okay, now I get my feet firmly planted on the ground and let's move forward. And just to see that there are all these ways that progress has been made and that you are as active as you are. And in a way, when you mention, you know, doing the different activities that you do, yoga, which is really typically very gentle on the body, but you continue to be active, it's so possible and doable, even though with an arthritic condition. It is. Um, You know, I think one thing was, I have a dog now. I mean, I have had dogs over the years, but that dog keeps me active because he needs to get out. <laughs> so that keeps me moving. And I think in some ways, just being able to do something, anything, um, stretches, um, walks, really, it makes a difference, not only in your physical body, but in your attitude, um, in your mental focus, because you really get yourself going. And when you're moving, I think um, it really does make a difference. I think for any of us, really, even if we don't have a diagnosed medical condition, you know, just to be active is really important. And you know, we never know. We don't live with the idea that something like this could strike us out of the blue. But obviously it can because it did happen to you, Laura, right? Yes. Yes. But to already perhaps be in a, a place of being active and being aware, getting ourselves mentally conditioned that way makes a difference. Yes, definitely. It does make a difference. And here's a great opportunity. It doesn't take a lot of having to get into condition, but it might be a really great way to start is to come out for the Jingle Bell Run and Walk. Definitely. And so I'm sure that you have a big invite to all listeners to get out there, right? I definitely do. I would love to see everybody get out there and either if you can't do the 12K or the 5K, get out there and walk because there'll be a team out there walking with you. And it is so much fun, like the doctor mentioned, um, hearing the jingle bells and getting people out there in the holiday spirit. It's a whole lot of fun. Fun. Isn't that part of it, Ashley? So much fun. Yeah. That's the big thing about the holidays and uh, along with the fun, the fact that we're doing, this is a gift. You know, we think of gift giving too at this time of year. This is a gift on so many levels. And if there is someone, a family member or a friend, wouldn't it be great to maybe make a donation in their name as a gift? Definitely. Yes. That's a wonderful idea. Yeah. So, you know, we think of uh, maybe we get kind of confused as to what can I possibly get someone? This would be a gift that just goes on and on and and grows in the process and will make a world of difference to not just that person, but to so many people, not even just across our country, but maybe around the world, right? 
Definitely. And help us reach our goal to one day where we can live in a world where everyone lives their best life pain-free. Big thing. And would you say that most of the time, Laura, you would be pain-free? You know, it. that's the difficult thing about an autoimmune condition is it's so unpredictable. Um, most of the time, yes, but there'll be things that all of a sudden, you know, something pops up. But I, I hope for the most part, I feel that, you know, with all the advances in treatment, I am doing so much better than I have in the past. Again, such a key phrase, a key statement from someone who is living with this condition. So, Ashley, how do we want to make sure that everybody has these kinds of opportunities just as Laura does? Come support us on Sunday, December 9th, and you can register on jbr.org forward slash Seattle, and you can register or donate. Absolutely. So let's do it. Can't you just hear those jingle bells inviting us and drawing us in? Right. (laughs) I hear them. (laughs) Well, Laura, (laughs) yes. Laura, it's so wonderful to meet you. Thank you for all your time and your great energy. Ashley, as well, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Kate. The fundraising dollars are so critical, as we've heard, for medical advancements, for the various treatments such as Laura and others like her get to incorporate into making their lives better. So if you're visiting in this area or listening to a podcast in the future, just know that Seattle does have the biggest jingle bell run in the country. However, many other cities across the country do have their own jingle bell runs. So check that out or certainly plan to join us here on December 9th. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Ashley Moise, Dr. Laura Matson coe and Laura Genovese. And Sunday Morning Magazine with Sasha Hendricks. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warham1069.com. And I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the Honor tab, then Sunday mornings, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of planning your special experiences to make this truly a season of giving. Have a week of the same, and then... Please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Seattle's Christmas Station, the new warm 106.9.